0: With the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad.
1: So, you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography, or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh? <laughs> a great idea. GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99
2: for the first year. That's impossible. They're always 99 nine ninety
1: nine, or twelve they are ninety nine, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer .com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the
2: actual internet, or is this some BS sub-internet?
1: No, no, no. this is GoDaddy.com. Right. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album, so what are you waiting for? I don't Get believe it. Get your new website started today.
2: I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be GoDaddy's true. GoDaddy's
1: not a scam. They have... Uh, Uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick for Mm -hmm. their stuff so it's not a scam plus I use it for everything it better not be a scam (laughs) go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website and you're all set to go
2: FORK you if you don't take advantage of this incredible GoDaddy deal
1: I'm gonna take advantage of it
2: well I guess I'm fucking 40 I can't say
0: that I'm thrilled I never dated a known
2: rider, and I probably never will. It's that time once again, travel and food fans. I'm Mark DiCarlo from the Travel Channel and Huffington Post, and next to me is the lovely, the talented, the little more tan than she was last week, traveling diva, Yenny Alvarez, and this is A Fork on the Road Show. Yay! And if we had a theme song, this is where it would go.
1: But we don't have one.
2: No. We travel too much for that. Today's show is all about New York and New Jersey. So we put a couple of dead people in the trunk of my Cadillac before we started <laughs> the show. And we're going to be talking about the East Coast, food over by there. We're going to be talking to rock star John Eddie. We're going to be talking to Hell's Kitchen chef Barrett Bayer, And from Copperfish, Jeff Johnson. woo so two chefs and a genuine rock star, all about New York and New Jersey. If you're it's headed, a
1: yummy, yummy show. Right.
2: If you ever, you're ever planning on going out to the East Coast, we're going to give you some nuggets, some morsels of information that you can use to make your trip bearable in New York and New Jersey, which is quite a trick. Uh, and then next week,
1: are you kidding me? What do yeah, you mean quite a trick? Bearable? Yeah,
2: yes, I know. Baby. New York, York City has New the York best City. restaurants. You love
1: it. Uh, uh, the shows. I mean, yes. come on, really? The
2: shows and the restaurants, fantastic. The hustle and the bustle and the...
1: Oh, you can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen.
2: The city smells like piss.
1: Whatever. It
2: does not. And you know what bugs Really? New Orleans smells better? No, that's dumpster funk. That's different. It's gross. It's a mix of excrement, vomit, and stuff that leaks out of a dumpster.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, much better than piss. You know what?
2: It's more romantic to me, the dumpster funk. That's disgusting. Piss is just piss. New Orleans, it's a special concoction. Whatever.
1: New York, to me, smells like cinnamon buns and pretzels and potato
2: canishes. Well, we're going to be talking about all of that today and then next week we're going to be doing a show, a remote show. From Hawaii. Yeah. Talk about a nice switch, Going, talking from the alleys of New York. We're going to be at the Sheraton Kauai next week. We're going to be doing a show right from the pool there. We've got uh, chefs. We've got activities. We've got all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to be talking about destination weddings and events, and we're going to be doing it live from poolside at the Sheraton Kauai. But right now, it's all about New York. we got a great show. This is our 29th show, right, Sean? Yes. Yeah. Now Sean's in, in a bad mood now. Sean's <laughs> all cranky now. <laughs> because he screwed up at the very beginning of the show.
1: No, he didn't screw up. No, I mean, come we on. We were
2: so good that No, we, we, we were not good. Out.
1: Sometimes we bicker, so we started bickering and he thought I was he thought we were he fighting. He was trying to protect us. He was so cute. By turning
2: off the machine. I
1: know. He thought we were fighting. But yeah, yeah, you know I do talk to him like that sometimes because he deserves it.
2: In other words, Sean was embarrassed by your behavior, so he shut Whatever. down the show.
1: He was protecting me because he thinks you're a
2: jack. Well, I'm just glad he's not reading his cartoon books like he normally does here every week. He's actually, Cartoons are fine. He's actually paying attention. Anyway, it's show 29 of A Fork on the Road show. If you've missed any of them, shame on you, first of all. But you can go to a aforkontheroadshow.com and you can catch up on all the episodes that you missed. Each episode is keyed to a specific city. So if you're going to New Orleans, you listen to the New Orleans. If you're going to Chicago, you listen to the Chicago ones. If you're going to New York... they're also
1: by categories.
2: Right. How else is it organized?
1: It's organized by music, by festivals. So you go up there and you look around and uh, you get to see all the past episodes. Also, we are on... By what?
2: By guests. By guests.
1: Yeah. Or you can search. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Concept. But uh, what was I going to say?
2: We're the funnest people I know. Seriously. If well, we know you're a lot going, of fun people, though. If you're going someplace and you want to have more fun than you normally have when you take a trip, listen to our shows. Go but back. the first
1: thing you need to do is subscribe on iTunes.
2: Right. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. If you miss the shows, then you can go back. But subscribe on iTunes so that you know what's coming up.
2: Right. Great thing. Great listening on an airplane, too. So you get all that information and more at com. You can also follow us at Twitter. I'm Mark DiCarlo. She's Traveling Diva. She's also a little more tan than you were last week. That's Are you right. were you have you been tanning I in preparation have. of going to Hawaii?
1: I have. So you're not the white holy when you get off the plane? You'll never believe how I did it.
2: I'm going to guess you went to a tanning booth.
1: I did, but I only went twice and it totally worked because I'm using a new product. I know we can't really and I would never admit to using this product because it belongs it has the name of someone from the Jersey Shore.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> what which is perfect for this episode. What is it? <laughs> What is it? Nice snort. Snooky. Are you shitting it's me? It's called Snooky. I'm not kidding. It's called Snooky. You smeared Snooky on you? <laughs> you are sleeping alone tonight. That's gross.
1: It actually, smells really good.
2: Really? But it smells like uh, pizza and despair. <laughs> what? Is it her actual scent? Which I'm guessing no. is, it smells like polyester pants that you haven't taken off for five no, days. No, no,
1: no. It, it, it's that it's tanning with bronzer thing. Ew. That somebody says, if we put the, the name on it, it's going to be great. But the lady, the um, Asian lady behind the counter was the one that recommended it. And so far, everything she's recommended to me was fantastic. Um, so I was kind of Suck. against it, but she said, no, it's cool. You try.
2: Okay, great. Well, you look fantastic. Uh, like I said, we're going to be doing a live remote from the pool at the Sheraton Kauai next week. And I want to look, look
1: good me before, me before I get burned. Watch on. Please be careful. Don't drop me.
2: No, we will not drop the equipment in the pool. <laughs> Sean. Or the kids. Sean, you're cranky today. What's wrong? No, come on, oh. talk about it. No, 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 no. no, you can talk about it. No,
1: no. I can't. It's your fault.
2: Are you cranky it's about? Your fault. About, no, he's cranky. He was cranky when we got here. Was yeah. he? Is yeah, he we're cranky. Tra- what the hell, man? We're trying to do a show, and you're sitting in the corner all cranky. What the hell? I'm, I'll
1: feel better. You guys would be, uh, be happy. So
2: go ahead. I don't don't we like Sean. Wow. This is like doing a show in front of Droopy Dog. Remember that cartoon? <laughs> Oh boy, I'm going to watch you do your show now. Don't bother don't mind me staying in the corner moping. Uh, go and do your show
1: <sighs> You should do those voices more often. That's the first time he's laughed like that.
2: Yeah, you know, I feel like we're healing him today. Well Is it work problems voices. or personal problems, Sean? Per- oh, no, personal no. halloween's coming up which is probably a big event for sean and maybe he didn't get the cape he wanted <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, are an ass he's gonna be dressed up as the wrong superhero oh. we're gonna be doing uh we're gonna be doing uh, halloween in hawaii but th- you know what let's get back to new jersey because we got a big show all about new york and new jersey in front of sourpuss sean we got a great show we got john eddie the rock star Plays with Kid Rock. He plays. He's a fantastic, fantastic singer and songwriter. And we have uh, Chef Barrett Bayer and Chef Jeff Johnson. Barrett Bayer is from Hell's Kitchen, and uh, Jeff Johnson is from Copperfish. So, uh, about a year and a half ago, H- Hurricane Sandy blew the New Jersey boardwalk essentially off the map, and they've been working feverishly to uh, put the city back together. And to make it a destination again for people that want to go, and uh, you know, especially during the summer. And we thought we would highlight uh, that city, give them a little help, give them a little love, give them a little push off. So we're going to start. I don't think you can tell the story of American rock and roll without talking about New Jersey. Really? Absolutely not. Well, John Bon Jovi, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But most importantly, Springsteen. The boss started out at the Stone Pony in Asbury, New Jersey, which bon is. Bon Jovi, sex here. And Springsteen? Oh, No. Ugh. Back in the day, head to head? No, Bruce blows him out of the water. Well. I mean, maybe, I like Bon Jovi. Uh, I don't
1: know. Maybe music, but Well, wow, Southside that's
2: Johnny sexy. and the Ashbury Dukes. There's a long line of fantastic rock and roll players from New Jersey. And our next guest is someone that is carrying the torch. He's, uh, I believe he's in Nashville today, but he's a New Jersey boy at heart. Let's welcome John Eddy. I got my Casca's Fever 8 track, best friends in a gun rack. I'm a low life, John Eddie. Welcome to a fork I on the road.
0: Buddy, money, Pleasure to be on the fork.
2: <laughs> Johnny, is it is it heroin or Nyquil that you're taking right now? What's what's going on?
1: <laughs> he just has a sexy voice.
2: Yeah, he does.
0: He, yeah, I like I like her version.
2: That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was telling the folks a little bit about the. Uh, the storied history of New Jersey rock and roll. And I think you are on that Mount Rushmore.
0: Well, I appreciate the inclusion, but I, I look up at it from the ground floor. It's like you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, tell everybody how you got started, John. And then I want to talk about where you're living now. And we we were trying to spotlight on this show, uh, New Jersey and how they've bounced back after uh, the hurricane. And uh, I know you're pretty intimately uh, aware of that area and all the clubs it used to play, and still play. Yeah, my
0: and my house got my my house in New Jersey got uh, pretty much destroyed. Okay. I, I had a house a block from the beach, and oh, uh, it had five and a half feet of water through the whole first floor, oh. which was my which was my favorite floor. But <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'm still dealing with that, but yeah, I actually um, I do consider New Jersey my uh, home. I, but I'm from Virginia originally. I left home when I was 15 and ended up in New Jersey, and and that's where I started my uh, uh, shady music career.
2: <laughs> well, there's a lot of fantastic musicians that have come out of that part of the world, whether they were born there or not. But it, it must have been a really Thriving musical scene back in the day. You had Springsteen and Southside Johnny and you and that kind of gritty rock and roll kind of uh, mojo. What what? Where what's the first club you ever played in, in Jersey? The,
0: the first club I ever played in, in Jersey was a, a little place called Bojangles. But the first club you're probably the first time like ever started getting any kind of recognition. We played. Uh, Clarence's Club, Big Man's, uh, we played there, and that was the first time Bruce saw us and jumped on stage with us. But uh, we well, played pretty much every place that would have us in New Jersey, but that was the first time we started getting any kind of recognition was after uh, Bruce saw us.
2: That's got to be pretty cool. You're out there working, you're playing some tunes, and then Springsteen jumps on stage with you. What song, what song was playing when he jumped up with her? With
0: well, we know it's kind of even more crazy than that. It was like an Easter Sunday and we were booked and at, at Clarence's Club, and it was it was through uh, this girl, Obie, who uh, became a fan of ours, but was friends with Bruce, and so it was like she got us into the club, and it was a Sunday, like, it was Easter Sunday, and there was seriously, I'm not even joking, there was 11 people in the club. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, that's not really a great gigging night. I know. Did you start the show no. by rolling a giant stone from the stage and pop it up <laughs> behind it? <laughs> It was very. It was. It was very religious. We
0: were. I was. I was like 21 at the time. So uh, it was. It was crazy. And then uh, and Bruce was in the. I didn't even know he was there. And then he like got up and then, like I said, there was no one. And the next week we played and there was 350 people there. Wow. So it was like word got out that you know it, it, he got up. He he got up. He did like four songs with us and it was all old rock and roll songs. I came from the you know. Punk rock era, and it was like, so he just calling out songs we didn't even know, but he's got this magical power that makes you know the song by the time he starts playing it. Because I've heard, I've heard tapes of it. Like I don't have one myself, but I, people had recorded it, and I'm going like, wow, we didn't even know this song. It doesn't sound bad. He just has the ability to pull things together like that.
2: Yeah, I think he's gonna. He's probably gonna do okay once he gets going. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got a, he's got a future. <laughs> and uh, I, I one of the things I, I've seen you every time you come to Los Angeles, and I think I saw you on the road somewhere once, you're you're a really great songwriter and you're very clever. Lots of times you go hear guys and it doesn't matter if you hear the words or not, but you write really funny, clever, hooky tunes. Now, was that something did you you work on that or is that just what you learn when you're on the road from the time you're twenty one? I think
0: it comes Irish in me, you know. It's like you know, I'm, 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 you try to disarm people with humor so they like you. <laughs> you know, it's like
1: uh, that's what Mark does. And, uh,
0: and I and that that comes that that's a nice compliment coming from you, brother. And uh, and you're not a bad part player there either. He jumped up with us. Yeah, you know, that was it's really like, He's uh, a harmonica
1: whore. We need to whore. that. He's <laughs> a harmonica whore.
2: Well, you got to get out to the West Coast. It seems like every time I see you, uh, you're in. Pennsylvania or New Jersey somewhere do you do you are you still touring nationally
0: yeah we get out there every now and then we keep trying to we used to be we had like uh we had we had friends in Vegas that would always book us at the casinos in Vegas and they no longer work there so we used to get the west coast a lot more because the Vegas shows would pay for the shows we didn't make any money on on the west coast so it's uh we're still trying to get I actually believe we're going to be out there uh probably either in February or March. So yeah, I I will definitely let you know because you're always welcome
2: to jump up. Well, let's talk a little bit about traveling. I mean, when Springsteen or Bon Jovi travels with their band, I, I don't think their feet probably ever touch the floor. You know, they go from the Learjet to the Four Seasons and they do their gig and they go home. But a working rock and roll band such as yourself, you... I'm guessing you do a lot of driving and a lot of eating in weird places at weird times a day. Let's talk about some of your favorite places to eat in and around Jersey. Are there some great places that maybe you know about because you're a big-time rock star that regular people don't know about? (laughs)
0: Uh, You know, I'm actually like a foodie, so I I, I, I like—I love— um, food. I love going to different places, but I mean, the rock and roll places, like the place near the Pony. uh you know, there's a, there's a place called in, in Long Branch called the Inkwell, which is a really cool, funky little place. And it's been there forever. And it's open, it's like four in the morning. That's where all the, you know, we used to go as musicians. And from what I understand, Bruce and those guys used to go, you know, before us and, and all oh, well, while the you know kids coming from the clubs go afterwards, and it's a, just a great funky coffee house. Uh, but you know it serves all different kinds of sandwiches and chilies and soups and stuff. It's really good. And then uh, and then there's a place called the Windmill, which again is just like a hot dog joint. But that's you know. Jersey Shore, legendary place to go. The uh-huh. down after a gig. Uh, all the diners, you know. It's like a, New Jersey's pretty much the, the economy's built on diners,
2: I believe. And it seems <laughs> so, like a Greek uh, guy owns every single one of them.
0: Yes, I actually worked at a diner when I was like fifteen, and, uh, and and they they were Greek also, and they and they they make these monstros monstrosity <laughs> cakes that are like. 15 layers and it's, 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 I don't know why, but yeah, diners are like, it's, it's pretty, it's New Jersey and Baltimore apparently. Yeah. You know what I think it is?
2: People in the East coast, unlike people here in, in, on the West coast, especially in Los Angeles, they seem to be more aware of what's going on in the world. They read the paper, they watch the news and they sit down and they eat and they talk, you know, they shoot the shit and they, they converse because they're aware of what's going on. Outside their own little bubble, and diner is a great place to. First of all, one of the greatest movies ever made. Absolutely! Oh my God! Yeah, absolutely! Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's definitely it's a social thing. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. Again, um, you know, now like I've, I've now like I like. Bobby Flay is my favorite. <laughs> New <laughs> Jersey at, at the Borgata. Um but uh, yeah. So it's it's true.
2: Yeah. Are all the um, the uh, the clubs. On the uh, boardwalk or the uh, the Jersey Shore, are they back? Is it back a hundred percent? Is it fifty percent? Can you give us a little report on the uh, the health of that area? Well, the,
0: well, I tell you, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, the, the pony and everything, you know, like those places are good. But there used to be a place we used to play called the Trade Winds, and that and that that whole area has just been completely. You know, it's weird. I, like last time I was in New Jersey, I drove up Ocean Avenue, and you know, basically everything on the beach side of Ocean Avenue was is gone. You know, nice. it's it's really it was, it was. I I was in Nashville when when it happened, and uh, and so I like kind of like, you know went to New Jersey maybe a week or so afterwards. To, check on my house and it was really it, it's it's crazy like you, you're really not even prepared for it you know it's it, it, even now my I like my house is in Highlands New Jersey and even now when you go there like you know most of a lot of the house has now been abandoned by the people and you know that we're we're dealing with rebuilding and and you know it's 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 uh it's tough it, it's pretty crazy it yeah is. it's just you know it's and you know you always see the people on TV oh I never thought would happen to me and like I was lucky I, like you so said I. I, I live in Nashville half the time, and so I'm fine. I got a place in Nashville, and, and you know, it's it, there's so many people a lot, a lot worse off than me. But when you go back there, it just really is crazy. And, like, I mean, everything I owned was, you know, in, in that house was, like, you know, out in the front yard. It's, mm. just, it's just pretty bizarre to, to, to go through, you know? It's so got to like be very... I'm way more blessed than most people.
2: Yeah, I I am... I. I know it's very emotional. We had Paul Sanchez from uh, New Orleans on the show a couple months ago, and his house was destroyed too, and he actually moved to Belize. He was, he, he, when uh, Katrina hit New Orleans, everything, all his guitars, everything ruined overnight. He had no home, and he left the country and ended up writing a really great album as a, res- as a result of all this pain and you know really personal anguish. I, have you... Have you processed it in that way yet? Are you gonna? You just kind of moved on? The writer you know, and the artist in you, what are like you doing that with it?
0: That kind of stuff for me comes on like much like Because like, I'm writing all the time, but I'm like more like someone who will, who will avoid it, and then I'll realize you know, later on that it came out in a song that I thought was about a girl. <laughs> you know? And it'll be about like, you know, devastation and all that. It's like, now I realize it was probably about the storm or whatever, but it's, I, I kind of like avoid writing it head on like that to be honest with you. Because there's like, you know, there's so many people that do it, you know, and again, not that I'm, you know, don't want to be part of that market of flood songs or something, but it's just that it, it, I just, I can't wrap my head around it
2: you know so so now you're this nerd jersey jagoff living in nashville have they accepted you <laughs> <laughs> are you still are you wearing just black clothes are you wearing cowboy boots is it affecting your uh, you music I, how I are you evolving john boots.
0: you know what? first of all like i i nashville is just such a cool music town it all really is. And obviously and i i luckily i came here with you know uh i know i mean you've talked about you know not on the radio or anything but uh i came here with kid rock had cut a couple of my songs so i came with a little more credibility than just you know jumping off but they they are definitely very wary of carpetbaggers here like you know they you know you come in you think you're a good songwriter and like you know the the guys that hold the reins to the songwriting world here—you know—you really have to earn your stripes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. I had my first. I had my first top ten country song that I wrote for a guy named Brantley Gilbert. Uh, a song called "More Than Miles." That uh, probably, uh, I guess, it, it left it got to number six, which was a huge deal for me. Wow. congratulations. You know? I, wrote, I wrote it with Brantley and he's he's an up and coming he's a badass. Like I think he'd like him. He's like a he's he's like a rock and roll country guy, but he's 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 got his finger on the pulse, which I mean he's a young young kid.
2: Well now what but, were the what were yeah. the two songs what were the two songs that you recorded with Kid Rock? What are the just tell people the titles.
0: Well now I'm up to three, but the first one was I, I don't. Are we love to curse on this you show. You are yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one, went, uh, it's called Forty, but <laughs> it's called fucking Forty in my world. And then the other one was Low Life, and then he just cut on his last record a song called Happy New Year, and all those, all those songs, like you know, he he. Took them and then you know he added a you know a verse here a line here and he actually he he brought it to life I said it before like you know I I worked 30 years and I I made a living and he cut one of my songs and bought me a house in Nashville so (laughs) I wish I would have learned a long time ago to write songs for kids. Well,
2: we saw him perform at uh, the Jazz Fest in New Orleans and he did he did uh, Low Life and strutting around the stage it's a great song we'll 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 play it now but uh he was strutting around the stage and really it, it, everyone thought oh my god kid Rod, wrote that song and i was going person to person in the audience telling him no john eddy wrote that song <laughs> well i tell you he you know I, he that, embodied it my
0: verse and, yeah, he he absolutely like, i think when i was writing it i was like well this would be good for you know like my version of it in my head was like a Randy Newman meets Rolling Stones type of thing. I was like, and but yeah, he like embraced it. And I tell you, he he added the live in the high life part. And I don't know why I didn't think of that. Probably because I wasn't living the high life at the time. But so he he like he knows how to take it and you know uh, make it his own. That's for sure.
2: Uh, it sounds like you're in fine voice right now. Can you do just the first voice or uh, uh, the first uh, core or verse of Low Life? <laughs>
0: I you, got my for your a-track, got my best friend in the gun rack, I'm a low-life. <laughs> I owe everybody money, I think racist jokes are funny, I'm a low-life. <laughs> I got a dirty mind, a gutter mouth, I'm making time, I'm going out with your, your wife. Because <laughs> I'm a low-life.
2: There you go. That's, that's, that's a great song, people go crazy. <laughs> so Nashville, <Dr>. <laughs> Nashville, is it kind of a culture shock for the Jersey in you?
0: No, you know, what it's Nashville now. Well, first time I was in, came to Nashville's back in the day, like we were here in the 80s and 90s, and I, I, I never really, uh, I never really, like, loved it all that much, but now it's like little L.A. It's like, again, that's uh, great food here, great food, great, great bars. And that's another thing, too. Like, again, I came here thinking I was a good songwriter and, uh, and forget about it, he used to think I was a singer songwriter. I suck as a singer compared to people here. And then songwriting, like, a, you know, they have a lot of these writer's nights. Because everywhere, it's, imagine it's like LA, everyone's writing a script, whatever. Everybody here sure. is a songwriter. And, you know, I always thought I was kind of good and, you know, I could, you know, put a phrase together. And you go to some of these writer's nights and there'll be a guy on stage who's, you know, you never heard of. And but he's had twenty five songs cut, and every song he does is better than my best song. Like his worst song, like it's, like, it's just it's just craft. It's just the people. There's some really great guys. And, and there's some you know, there's some Hacks. people that are just like you know exactly. They're just like you know following the trends, and, and I'm, I've been guilty of that myself sometimes. And but it's it's when when you really see some of these people, they just have their and their talent down it's, it's its impressive and musicianship I've always thought you know that I've always surrounded myself with great musicians and I do but I tell you you go into the shittiest little bar here and there's like a 18 year old kid that just shreds it's just so great you know it's, yeah. it's like all, that, it's all the hot blondes and good looking guys that go to LA all the good musicians and songwriters come
2: here right we shot an episode of my travel channel show down there and we want is it—is it Broadway the street with all the bars on it the the, it the is. It is. every you walk in the door and you hear the the world's greatest bar band. Then you go next door and there's the next world's greatest bar band. There was this one little blonde girl who played the fiddle in really short Daisy Duke shorts. I I yeah. I, li- I literally thought she was gonna catch fire. She was so good. She was just yeah blowing and it up.
0: And like you said, it's every it's every bar you walk into, and it's you. know, I mean, like a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys are the people that you know play in every record you know it's 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 really they they have it down it's almost like what i imagine the Brill building was like in new york back in the 60s and 50s like it's they're here they make music for a living and it's it's almost like a factory but there's i mean every monday night you know the place called station Inn. you got the time jumpers which is like vince gill and all these people and they put it's and the place holds maybe Sixty people, you know, it's just—it's just really there's great music going on in every every night here. It's—it's—it's it's, it's been very inspiring. But, but back to the New Jersey thing, it's—it's it's, I still consider New Jersey my home. You know, it's—it's it's definitely where I'm my adopted home anyway.
2: Well, and I, I've talked to other people there, and it sounds like it's uh, coming back. I think they had a better summer this year than certainly last year, and uh, that kind of bravado with the music and the the, the the jersey food um is it all italian food is it all diner food F- tell me a place that i would never think of to go to in new jersey that's actually good because you you must travel copperfish 20- copperfish right jeff johnson um,
0: let me think in uh,
2: cuz people don't understand working musicians you you probably well, you travel 20,000 miles bad. a year do you
0: watch do you watch boardwalk empire yes yes the Knife and the Fork is still down Atlantic City the place where you know uh, he, uh his his uh, right hand man got you know went to dinner and before he got before he committed suicide uh-huh. it's like the old school it's like it's it's you know it's got the big brass door still it's like so there's there's all there's all that history of of that too you know but then I mean, you know we like dives you know yeah. it's like you know and then again but if uh, in my last four or five years I've become very foodie. there's a place called for Majore in Rumson, New Jersey which is uh I can't even think of the guy's name now. He's a big David. Uh, he came up with the cake pops. <laughs> but anyway, it's like they have like it's it's everything, you know. But yeah, it's mostly diners and pizzerias, you know. But it's then, not, if you go across the bridge to Philly, then you got the cheesesteaks, and sure. you go to New York, and you got the pizza. So New Jersey's in the middle of, of you know, all that grease.
2: It's lovable dives is kind of how I like to think of it. It's it's not uh, haute cuisine, but you you get you go in, you get some good greasy tasty food, and you get to talk to weird people, which is my favorite thing about traveling. Have you been to the um, Have you been to the Loveless Cafe outside of Nashville yet? Oh yeah, best and, biscuits you know, in the world. You
0: know, Love, Lovelace is great, great, great biscuits. Yeah, they're- yeah, they're- and that's what I'm saying is like Nashville's definitely got all these like cool little places to eat. You know, place we go to, uh, place called the Holland House, just crazy, good food. Patterson House, a lot of houses here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when's the last time you're in Nashville?
2: Oh, it's been a couple of years. We were just in Philadelphia last week at the Taste of Philadelphia, and you were playing close by, but we couldn't get there.
0: Uh, well, we, we definitely, if you come to Nashville again, definitely hook me, you know, give me, a, give me a shout. I'll take you to some places. Like, have you ever had Princess Hot Chicken here?
2: No. Have, how about my favorite chicken in the country is a place called Gus's in Memphis. Have you ever been there?
0: I, you know, I had been to Gus's because I, I cut the record that Little Life is on. I cut that at Arden Studios in Memphis. Oh, really? And we used to go to Gus's, yeah.
2: So who's got the better but, chicken, um, the Nashville or the Gus's?
0: Well, the Prince, I'm telling you, Prince's, Prince's Hot Chicken is, is, like, pretty much world famous. And it's crazy. It's in a little strip mall. And it's like,
3: uh, you know,
0: the, the places around it, I'm pretty sure, are just... Funds <laughs> for drug dealing, <laughs> and it's like it's like in this little. St- I'm serious, like, and it's there's like two and a half hour wait. Yeah, and that's you how you know a good there. place. They don't give it's a shit. A little window, <laughs> you It's know? it's it, 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 a little window, and you. It's a piece of hot chicken on a piece of white bread right. with butter, and it's and like I'm talking like let like, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow went there. He had to stand in line for two and a half hours. They don't care who you are. <laughs> right. The guy who has the guy who has the French laundry restaurant, uh, whatever, he came. and made him, because, you know, everyone has heard about this, you know, Princess Hodge. I'm saying, last time I was there, this is not even a lie. I was sitting out in the car, you know, waiting for my, you know, number to get called. And, like, you know, someone comes up and has a scrapbook of stolen identification to buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the and I'm not even lying. You're like flipping through like you can have this sort of this is just craziness. So you get everything you need. Or great food, exactly. It's like you know you need stolen ID and a hot chicken. All good.
2: There's a song right there. Have you ever heard of a song? A place called Cuisine on the Green in Little Egg Harbor.
0: I have not.
2: That's supposed to be very good too.
0: Sounds sounds sounds
2: fancy. Right, which is that's probably why neither one of us have heard of it.
0: Yeah. Well, John, it was a <laughs> pleasure. I'm going to, I'm going to look. I'm playing, I'm playing Atlantic City not too long from now, so I'll definitely go check it out.
2: Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show. We want you out here in California sooner than later. For uh, those of you folks listening around the country, the website is johneddy.com. You got to see him live. He's actually a awake when he's live, and you can, his voice goes up at least an octave from where it is right now, wouldn't you say?
0: Trust, trust me, this is as awake as I get, but it's, it's just, you know, it's my phone thing, you know, sorry.
2: No, it's, uh, it's, it's actually authentic, I dig it, I dig it. I appreciate you spending some time with us and giving us the lowdown on both Nashville and New Jersey and uh, all the places in between. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, John.
0: Thank you, brother.
2: Thanks for having me, and and nice to meet you too. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Da- we'll see you down <laughs> Take
1: care, <laughs> young lady. I love bye, it. Bye. <laughs> bye.
2: Ah, there we go. John Eddie. John dot right, com. Thanks, John.
1: Bye, John. Talk
2: soon then. Bye, bye. Puts on a great live show. Oh my God! Some of his song titles. Uh, well, you get it. Forty. I'm a low life. Um, you can go to com and you can listen to him. He's he's one of those guys. Or you
1: can come to our house because he plays him all the time. I do. Well, it's like a John Eddy concert at our house. But he's great. You he know yes, what? He's yes. he's The band
2: say, is yes. great. He writes really clever. I'm not surprised that he's doing well in Nashville because he does write really clever, good, hooky songs.
1: Yes, and you can actually dance to it as well, which I can't say the same for all the other blues stuff that Mark yeah, plays no. in the house. You can't dance to blues, but you can dance to John Eddy.
2: And you know what? He's, he's, he's a working musician. He's out there. Yeah. You know, playing 250 dates a year, traveling in a van, traveling in a car. It's hard work. And these and, uh, and lyrics are catchy. Very catchy. And really, people like that know this country and they know place great places to eat because they're never home. You know, they're always mm-hmm. out on the road working. So and we you f- can
1: always find a new place by talking to someone like that.
2: Which was what we just yeah. did. So thanks, to John Eddie for coming on the show. Now I think we're going to go a little highbrow, a little more highbrow, which wouldn't oh. be hard because, it, you know, Atlantic City is about as lowbrow as you go. Um, our next guest is a chef from New Jersey at a place called Cuisine well, on, the, on green. the Green. That already sounds much more fancy. Does uh, it? Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Anything cuisine that adds an extra five bucks to every entree. <laughs> than a joint,
1: you know. <laughs> well, let's ask him. Huh? Jeff Johnson. Wow. Great to hear you. I was gonna say great to see you, but you great psychic, to hear you. You can see
2: through the phone.
1: How are you doing? It was great uh meeting you at the Philadelphia food
3: show. It was great meeting you guys. I'm doing well, thank you. I hope you guys had a safe trip back out to the uh to the west coast. We did.
1: We did. We had a lot of fun in Philadelphia and um I talked a little bit about your soup on the last yes. show. Because you know I'm a soup girl.
2: She is. She is a soup yeah. Cuban. And uh and I had- I, I
3: keep forgetting to, to text you the recipe. I wanted to do it today, but that's right. Yeah, that's we're going to have, have that, that recipe.
2: recipe. Well, <laughs> and, and every, literally on the plane, we were asked. People are asking us where we were coming from. We said, "Oh, we were just a taste of Philadelphia." And then Yenny would start talking about the food, your soup.
1: Oh, it was so good. It's acorn oh, okay. and uh, and uh, butternut squash. Acorn. Yeah. How do you cook acorn?
3: I just. Um, Simmered it in with the butternut squash with all the other rest of the ingredients of the soup. In fact, I made it again this past Saturday for a private oh. dinner that I hosted. Oh, <laughs>
1: and you didn't send me a picture.
3: No, I did not because <laughs> I was so busy. It was a private dinner for uh, for ten people, six courses, and and that soup was one of them. I did it as a soup and salad combo plate. Yeah. Where I did a uh, a shooter of the soup and garnish it with fried sage leaves, and <gasps> and then the side salad was baby arugula with. Uh, gorgonzola cheese, a honey balsamic and raspberry vinaigrette with uh, olive oil poached beets.
0: Mm.
2: Oh,
1: I am so hungry right now. <laughs>
2: so now the place when you're not doing private <laughs> events, the place you you're the chef at is called Cuisine on the Green. Yes, that is correct. Is it a, like a vegan <laughs> restaurant in New Jersey? I can't believe there is such a thing.
3: No, it's it's a it's a it's kind of a pub food. Uh, you know, because we have we have a bar and uh, it's in Atlantis Golf and Country Club, uh, which is uh-huh. a, a golf course here in, in South Jersey. And part of the uh, restaurant is host to the Ocean County Vocational Technical School. So, in addition to doing the restaurant and uh, working with that and 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 running that, I have the opportunity and. Uh, privilege to work with the students during the day that are attending this program. So they help with some prep stuff at the school, and some of them were training behind the line, and we're trying to make it more of a a student-run restaurant during the day, and then we have some that stay at night to to help with with dinner service. And the dinners vary from, like, crab and artichoke dip to, uh, you know, we just put some wings on there. Students are
1: making all this?
2: That's actually a great experience for them because like anything else, you know, you can learn out of books and you can learn in the classroom environment, but especially in the food service restaurant world, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any substitute for going out and, you know, busting an 18 hour shift in a restaurant.
3: Right. And, and, and you, you can't compare to that. Cause when I went to culinary school, it, it was just it, the books and this is how you learn how to dice. And this is how you make a soup and a sauce and yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's, you're not getting that real world experience where I also teach at Mercer Community College uh, in Mercer County in New Jersey, and I teach international cuisine. And my function for that c- course is to teach them the real world application. We run the cafe that's on campus, the the uh, little restaurant that's that's there. And every semester this, the handful of students that I have, I teach them, all right, this is we're, we're going to write the menu here are the recipes, develop the recipes, cost them out, and now we have to prep, execute, and then serve to the, to the public.
1: Sounds much better and than a classroom
2: in it's environment. It's like a barber college of food. Right, right, I guess. Well, that sounds <laughs> but, great. I would take it, that class. Uh,
1: tell, tell me about mm. your international recipes.
3: Uh, well, it's, it's, I've, I'm, every, I'm all over the board with, the, with, uh, with, this, with this course. Do you have any Cuban or Italian it's, food? It's, it's goulash, it's uh, fish and chips, it's Ooh. empanadas, it's, it's different regions of, of, wor- of, of the world in different select area- countries that were just do- kind of doing their signature dishes uh-huh. of what, you know, like uh, shepherd's pie or, you know, things like that at, at You know, at, at
1: Susan Feniger love- made a great career out of street food. Right. And she has a restaurant yeah. here in L.A., which I love to frequent. It's called Street. Mm-hmm. It's all street food from all over the world. There's something oh, to nice. that because I like going into a restaurant and being able to have you know something from Singapore. Oh my God, kaya toast from Singapore. Oh, yeah.
2: <gasps> and in her so shepherd's good. pie, she puts chunks of actual shepherd. <laughs>
3: she does.
2: Yeah, not. she does. That's what I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
3: be surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we were talking to uh, uh, my buddy John Eddie, the rock star, earlier, and he was telling us a little bit about the state of the Jersey Shore and that area after the uh, hurricane. For the folks that are listening who are thinking about maybe coming out to New Jersey, can you kind of give us your impression of how the uh, area is bouncing back?
3: Well, it, it's it's bouncing back surprisingly well. Uh, it's exciting to see. Now, uh, ironically, today is the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Sandy, mm. and here in New Jersey tonight they're doing the lights-on thing or situ- celebration uh, because we, uh, we lost a lot of power last year, so... Uh, I think it's a, like 10 or 11 o'clock tonight. Everybody has to put the lights on, and, you know, it's a big to-do, which is wonderful, and, you know, we did beat the storm, and we are carrying on and being strong and everything. And um, There still are some areas that are trying to recover uh, slowly but surely they're getting there, but a, a, I would say a majority of the the, the shore areas, like because I'm from Long Beach Island, I had a restaurant in Cape May for seven years. That was uh, Copperfish, right? Copperfish on Broadway, yeah it was the talk I, I of the closed. town
1: everybody I'm sorry? heard about it was the talk of the town, everybody uh talked about copperfish
3: yeah, I, I had best Restaurant four years in a row, and uh, you know all the awards and everything else, which is great, uh, you know Zagat rated and everything else um, but I closed after hurricane sandy because. No one was coming down. Right. And so, you know, a lot of devastation. Fortunately, in Cape May and the Wildwood areas, that didn't get hit too bad, unlike Long Beach Island, Seaside, and North Point Pleasant, and, and and the further north that you go. But a lot of them are bouncing back, and they're bouncing back strong. You know, and you know, like the song "Stronger Than the Storm." You know, it's it's yeah. we are. And in fact, Governor Christie was uh, three minutes down from the restaurant today. At Cuisine on the Green, he was opening, uh doing a celebratory opening of a new recreation center that was destroyed in Hurricane Sandy, and he opened it. And I catered his lunch.
2: Today. Wow! Wow! That must have been time-consuming.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, he got that, that that lap band thing. How's he looking? <laughs>
2: is he look? Is it working the lap band with him? Uh, yeah, he's, he's he looks like he's lost a lot of weight. You know, uh, he looks like. uh
3: kind of like Rex Ryan, the coach of the New York Jets, you know, he's thinned out and, you know, he's, he's looking better. Um, you know, but we, we just sent over a bunch of platters of stuff and, uh, you know, they had a good time with everything. And it was a great event. It was cool. You know, fun to see everything going on. And, you know, just, he does really give a shit about the people of the state cause he is bouncing around. He was in Seaside Heights this morning and he came, you know, down here this afternoon and he's hitting other areas to, you know, I guess relive remember the anniversary right. and his awareness and things like that. So it, I really it, it like was, him. It was nice
2: to say. I, I really, you know, we we get obviously filtered news all the way out here in California, but I really like sure. him and I really like the way that he embraced the president when all that stuff was going on and his number one priority seemed to be getting his people s- safe and back on their feet and I think uh we need more guys like him, you know. He just yeah, he seems I, like I, a guy I agree who I really
3: 100%. I I like him as well. Um you know, and and he's from from day one of after the storm. He was just touring and you know meeting the president and, and battling to get funding and right. you know, insurance companies to work with everybody and everybody get paid. You know, help financial help. You know, with the financial assistance. So and he's done a pretty good job. And and. You know, there's a lot of, lot, lot of people in the state that are really happy with him. So Well, you that's should be. I think he's doing thing. a
2: great job. And a lot of leaders, you know, uh, bad things are always happening. And some leaders, when they do, they disappear. And other guys, they 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 rise to the challenge. And it certainly seems like uh, Governor Christie has done a great job. And, and he seems like he'd be a great guy to have a beer with because he's like a yeah. no bullshit kind of he'll tell you stuff that you don't want to hear and other right. stuff, as opposed to most other politicians who just tell you what they think you want to hear.
3: Right. They, they, they speak politics, and they dance around it, and you, know, you can never get a straight answer from them. You know, if you ask them if the sky is blue, they'll figure out a way to tell you it's not.
2: So now, you if... Know, so. <laughs> uh, Jeff, if there was going to be a state recipe for New Jersey, what would it be?
3: A state recipe for New Jersey? Well, we are the Garden State, so we definitely have to have some... Uh, some vegetable in it um we do have the greatest produce on the the planet uh tomatoes number one really Uh, so i would have to
1: i don't know about that tomatoes in italy are just unbelievable
3: are you coming from the varinzano area of italy where they have the the lava tomatoes in the soil or
1: no idea (laughs) (laughs) you're the expert i just eat them but
3: (laughs) well here here in, in jersey for the garden state for a reason, so we definitely have to do some kind of a, a grilled vegetable platter with, or you know, fresh mozzarella and and uh, different, you know, meats. And we have great seafood, so we have to I'd, I'd have to say some put something together with the seafood that we have here and the produce because it's it's the best in the in on the East Coast and if not the country, in my opinion. And I'm a little biased because I am a Jersey boy, so. That's As all right. I always uh, all I use are Jersey fruits and vegetables and and fish and seafood and things like that, especially when it's when it's available because the seasons that run here like striped bass, and flounders, and the you know bluefish, whatever it is, it, it's scallops, tuna. Mm,
2: we have it all. Scallops. Well, we were talking about that. We talk about that a lot on the show. Actually, is eating seasonally and getting getting stuff. That grows locally. Above all, you're getting something that's fresher than something that's trucked in from California or Mexico. And fresher food is tastier. It's it's like a no brainer. And I don't think a lot of people, uh, I think people are starting to realize it. But it it, it's simple.
3: There is there is a push for sustainability and you know grow local and use local. And that's I've always done that. When I had my place, I did it. All the other restaurants that I've worked in in the last 24 years, I've tried to. You know, persuade the chefs or whomever I was working with to to order local because a lot of the stuff that we get here on the East Coast is from California or Florida. And a lot of our produce gets shipped to California or Florida. So we just, it's two trucks crossing in a night. Um, But there are a lot of local farm stands all throughout the state where, You know, because New Jersey has tons and tons of farmland. You wouldn't think it, but um, it's loaded with farmland. And, you know, we have great little farm stands and farmers markets where we could just go. And, you know, like every weekend when I had my place, even down in Cape May, I'd hit the farms and the farm stands and walk around with a basket and get tomatoes or zucchinis or eggplants or, you know, squash blossoms or herbs and and. Uh, other seasonings and things like that and it's great you know and then people that sometimes I don't think they they get the whole idea of well these tomatoes are are a little cheaper but they're greenhouse tomatoes but we'll spend the extra dollar or whatever per pound for the fresh Jersey fresh locally grown beefsteak tomato or something that yeah, or an heirloom exactly tomato.
2: Quick. The difference between a good, juicy heirloom tomato and just some tomato that you buy wrapped in plastic that comes from God knows—it it, it, just—I mean, if you care about the taste of the food that you put in your mouth and the quality of the ingredients that you're literally building your body from, which is what you eat—it's—it mm-hmm. seems to be a no-brainer, and, and and I'm I'm glad to see that the uh, you know the slow food movement and the the local locally grown movement is is really gaining traction because I think maybe we've, we've hit the, uh, the balancing point, uh, on finances. You know, it's, it's not as expensive as it used to be. And now people, it's a wash basically. So they can get the local stuff that's better than the mass produced. Right.
3: It's, it's, it's more organic. It's, is is there's less pesticides and chemicals that are, that are blown all over the place and and that they're grown in. And, you know, it's it, it it's good for the for the economy. It's good for agriculture. It's good for you as the, the person having it. I mean, you know, and like the tomatoes wrapped in plastic. I mean, I I would rather eat the plastic than that tomato because it probably tastes better. Yeah. You know, it, because all of this you know pre processed or hothouse grown stuff, there's no flavor. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's fake sunlight.
2: Right. Well, now let's talk about something important. In addition to doing. Being being a chef at the uh at your restaurant, you're also teaching a whole new generation of chefs. And the whole yeah. reason that I started to learn how to cook is for sex. Ha. Because yeah. when you know how to cook, chicks dig you. Do you yes. teach this to your students? Do you do you try and communicate the importance of this cooking factor to them, or is it just all <laughs> pots and pans and knives? Well, to some of
3: them, I try to, to some of them, I try to, uh, if they're over 18, number one, of course, and, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, and if I think that they have the, what I call the it factor uh-huh. where I know that they're going to excel and do well in this career, because unfortunately there are some that just, they don't have what it takes and, and, because you know, it takes eighteen hours a their- day,
2: and a lot of people don't have that energy, and a lot of people don't have that interest in other people. All, all the great chefs and restaurateurs and, and and people in the hospitality business that I know, are are people people, they're huggers, they're talkers, they're bullshitters, they're people right. that are going to be in a bar hanging out anyway, so they might as well be working.
3: Right. Exactly. And and you, you have to. Have, we're just a different breed. Of people, right. yeah, if, I, if, that's the best way that I can explain it. Um, it's we just have a, a weird genetic makeup, <laughs> whereas others aren't as outgoing or savvy or anything like that. Or you know, people friendly or because I I know plenty. I'm, i have plenty of friends who are not people per, persons, uh-huh. and they're just kind of sitting around and miserable, and they don't want to be in in touch with anybody or in contact in contact. Uh, but back to your point with sex on a plate, I try to push that with some of my students and even other people that I work with. Like if you've got that drive and that passion, you know, like my buddy, Rocky, he wrote a book called we'll cook for sex. And, you know, it's a guy's guide to,
2: <laughs> we hung out with Rocky and in Philly. He's hilarious. Trying yeah. to get laid, right. you know, essentially. Right.
3: And it's, it's a great book and it's easy to follow. And I've used some of his recipes and, uh, he had me do a little, uh, excerpt in his second book that he had done and. It, but it's the same idea. You know, it, at the end of the day, when you got your girl coming over or your, your significant other, whomever that might be, and you want to make something nice, I think the end result is dessert. You
2: know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I... Just feed him that soup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, now, do you have a website, Jeff, where people can go get the rest, the recipe to this soup and all your other delicious uh, uh, confectioners? Yes, I, I do,
3: actually. Um, It's Best Chef Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. That's my name is a J. Uh, so it's bestchefjeff.com. I'm um, still building it. It's, it's relatively new over the last few weeks because I do my own catering stuff through Best Chef Catering on the side, so... Um, I'm building this website, or even on my Facebook page, just Jeff Johnson, D-E-O-F-F Johnson. I, I try to put some stuff up, the pictures and things like that of everything else uh, that I'm doing, and I get tons of messages from people, and they instant message me, do you have the recipe for this soup that you made two years ago at the restaurant? Uh, you did a you did a chef demo with so-and-so, and it was really great. And, but I all I remember is there were sweet potatoes in it.
2: I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, we, I can do. we appreciate you taking time out of your busy chefing day to and spend please, time email with me, us.
1: please email me that soup recipe so that we can put it up on the website
2: And our website yes, is I, a fork on the road show dot com Jeff we will put that recipe up there you know Jeff's website and maybe uh, the folks can write it and help you build it give you tips and pointers and such
3: yeah that would be great that would be great Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Thanks, Jeff. Jeff. We'll soup you soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Bye. Ah, well, there you go. There's show 29. We were going to talk to Chef uh, Barrett Bayer, but unfortunately, he was unavailable uh, we'll have to get him on a show coming up later on. But this is a nice New Jersey show. Yes, it was. Right? It was a fantastic New Jersey show. We learned about <laughs> the boardwalk. We learned about Atlantic City. We learned that Sean's in a bad mood. And we learned that there's delicious food to be had in New Jersey. And uh, go out there, spend some money, eat some food, and have a good time. Next week on A Fork on the Road, we will be at the Sheraton Kauai Resort, and we're going to be coming to you live from the pool. We're going to be talking about uh, some Hawaiian food. We're going to be doing some adventures, and Yeni is going to take hula lessons.
1: Hawaii. Which we will videotape La, and put up on oh, our site. I don't know about videotaping.
2: And, uh, oh, yes, we will. Ugh. We'll put that on our site and on my Huffington Post uh, page <laughs> there. So, thanks for listening to the show. Until next time, I am Mark DiCarlo. Next to me is the lovely and talented traveling diva Yeni Alvarez, and we will see you on a fork on the road. You would understand I'm a complicated